We're only a few weeks really into the season, maybe about two months total, and already a number of teams are preparing to go through some potential fire sales. Can the Jets scoop up a couple of big upgrades for the roster? We'll talk about that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is uh, free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See uh, Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Now, like I said, obviously, we are going to be talking about something that's a bit premature right now. And I know it's premature, but, you know, we're kind of getting into the point of the season where most teams probably know where they stand. Um, You know, I think a lot of squads in the league have sort of settled into the rough areas where you expect a lot of them to be right. You know, which teams you think are, are likely to be playoff squads, which teams are perhaps not nearly uh as as good as I think they were expecting to be, right? And that's where I think, you know, the Jets have some really good opportunities to potentially pluck a couple of uh, upgrades for the roster. Now, obviously, the Jets don't have a lot of needs, and I would say that some of what has to happen for Winnipeg um, is really that, you know, to be honest, the Jets could use, like, a big defender, right? You know, Winnipeg is obviously kind of at the point where there's like tactical stuff and there are some roster upgrades, but like by and large, the Jets don't need a ton in terms of like a lot of roster upgrades. Uh, Winnipeg definitely can do with a couple of things, but it's not to, to, to the degree of previous seasons where the Jets were just totally up the creek without a paddle. So, you know, bearing that in mind, right, who would potentially be out there for trade and, and what teams are going to be selling? The first one that I think everyone is kind of looking at right now is the Calgary Flames. Calgary has really gone off the rails this season. And, you know, the Pacific Division, especially the top three, is rather hard to crack, let's be real. But by the same token, I I don't know that people thought the Flames would be as bad as they are this year. Uh, Calgary just sucks. And I think there's no real nice way of saying it. The loss of Tuchuk and Goudreau has completely crippled this franchise and their solutions of, of trying to sign, you know, Kadri and Huberto haven't really done anywhere near enough to cover the fact that you just lost a franchise winger and a guy who for many years was also one of your franchise wingers. Uh, obviously, Tachuk is somebody that you can build around. Goudreau, probably not as much these days, but still a phenom- phenomenal talent. So Calgary is at this point probably staring at more of a... Uh, 
kind of like, you know, a rebuild, right? This team desperately needs assets for the future. And I think that's where the Jets can potentially oblige. Not that you really want to help Calgary because we hate that team. And let's be real. Uh, we'd probably rather watch Calgary fall apart than give them good futures and stuff. But all that aside, what could the Jets pluck? On the forward side of things, the answer is not much. Uh, if you're looking at players that could potentially be of interest, the only forward that I would actually be into, well, there, there's two of them, I should say. Uh, one is Andrew Mangiapane. And Mangiapane, I don't even know if he would even come to Winnipeg. Honestly, he's got, you know, some time left on his current deal, uh, another season after this. And Mangiapane, super talented, very skilled, and also he's got a modified no-trade clause. So my guess is he probably would not waive to join the Jets, but maybe, maybe we're not on the list. I don't know. Uh, Elias Lindholm is another guy that you could talk me into uh, as like a potential middle six option. I don't know if he's necessarily... Um, a clear elite upgrade for the Jets forward group, but he would certainly give Winnipeg, you know, some real scoring punch uh, in in like a, you know, maybe a second line or a third line role, kind of like getting like a budget Stastny. Now, he's not going to have the same kind of impact that Stastny did, but again, right, you're looking for some players that might be expiring soon. Uh, Lindholm is definitely a rental. I think my concern with Lindholm is that when it, you know, when it comes to like difference makers and players that Winnipeg would really be looking uh, to, to pick up for a player that can push this roster to the next level, Lindholm is kind of in that bracket, but maybe not, you know, for the price of what this this Flames team may be asking, and that kind of then transitions us to talking about the defense. Right, they've got some blue liners that could actually help the Jets out. Noah Hannafin, I think, is going to be one of the most popular names because he is a really solid puck-moving, attacking-minded blue liner. Obviously, defensively, he he has some warts. Let's be real. Um, you're probably looking at like an upgraded Neil Pionk in him. But again, right, he brings, you know, some pretty decent scoring punch. He's recorded a decent number of points this year, could probably help out the power play. Um, but again, right, given what the, the Flames are likely to ask for him, and the fact that he does have a another modified no-trade clause, I don't know if he's necessarily the guy that I would target. Uh, Zadorov is also a guy who's going to be pretty expensive. He's huge. He's relatively mobile. Uh, offensively, he's a little bit underappreciated in some areas, kind of like what I think people, um, or, or kind of like what I would imagine a really good Logan Stanley to be. Um, obviously, I think Zadorov has kind of had a bit of an up and down career, but he's still a solid player overall. That said, I think he's basically destined for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I do wonder if the price tag on him is going to be at a level where you just don't really want to trade for that. Right. So let's kind of rule out Zadorov as well. I feel like he's too expensive. Chris Tanev is kind of a guy that I've, I've sort of come back to on, on some thoughts in part because Winnipeg really likes to have like a, an offensive blue liner and a defensive blue liner paired together. And that's where I wonder if Tanev on the right side next to Morrissey would make sense for your first pairing. Tanev at the stage of his career is probably more of like a second pairing guy, but if you want to add some depth on the right side and some veteran experience along with some pretty good defensive acumen, Tanev is a pretty decent option. Uh, he's generally been a solid defender throughout his career. Again, like I said, I don't know what he's like at this stage of his career. And, you know, I, I don't know if he would waive to come to the Jets. 
I feel like a lot of these guys would probably just want to get out of Calgary. It's a bad situation there. A lot of losing hockey and not a lot of signs of improvement anywhere on the horizon. So, you know, I could imagine a lot of worse places than coming to Winnipeg. Uh, would Tanev come to the Jets? I don't know. Um, his brother has played here, so obviously that's a nice little connection. Would he be an elite shutdown presence? Maybe not at this stage, but in terms of giving the Jets another solid anchor for the top four pairing, I could potentially be talked into it. I just don't know how much he's going to cost. And that that kind of is the big thing, right? All of these rentals, the Flames sound like they're asking pretty high prices, and I'm not sure if I love that. Uh, if you're going to go for like a big rental, you got to make it worth it, right? And I don't know if some of these guys necessarily qualify in that category for me. But one name that is getting kind of bandied about, and uh, it's mostly facetious, right? No one's really taking this seriously. But Jets fans are all abuzz about Patrick Laine being benched in Columbus. Now, Laine, <laughs> obviously, he's not coming back to Winnipeg, right? That is, you know, pure fantasy. But the Blue Jackets may have some other stuff of interest if we kind of dive into their roster. We'll talk about who the Jets could potentially target in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your vehicle alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you or you get your money back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply, eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for joining us in tonight's episode as we talk about uh, some trade stuff and potential discussions of who the Jets could bring in as Winnipeg is likely to need at least one to two upgrades. We're not going to get through every team uh, this evening. We're going to save a couple for tomorrow's episode, uh, but obviously some really good options for the Jets. And I think that there are a lot of teams that are likely to be clearing out some assets. Now, one of the big ones that I think people have been talking about and you know, obviously for Jets fans, this one's a little more relevant for, you know, let's be real, uh, sentimental reasons is is Patrick Laine. And obviously Laine uh, with the Blue Jackets has been pretty good overall. I think the, the past couple of weeks for him have been among the roughest, though, and the, this recent stretch, um, he's only had a couple of goals, you know, only a handful of points. And this for him is definitely an aberration season. The last two years, he's basically been a point per game for the Blue Jackets, and he's been playing everywhere from center to Lord knows what. I mean, they, they've basically asked him to do, to do just about everything uh, short of either going on the blue line or in net. So he's handled the responsibility well. Supposedly, his results as a center were actually not terrible, uh, although recently I would say things have kind of taken a bit of a turn. 
But that seems to be the, the general vibe with Columbus is that they're just a bad team. They're like really dysfunctional. So I don't know how much of his recent struggles are on his shoulders as much as they are um, a product of just a crap team that's really been run into the ground. And I hate to put it that way, but yeah, let's be real. The Blue Jackets, they are not uh, handling things well. But, you know, the question is, would the Jets even have a shot at bringing him back? Just don't even worry about it. It's not happening. I think those bridges have long since been burned. And, you know, even assuming that line A would be open to returning, which maybe he is, uh, <laughs> it, it just doesn't really make sense for anyone involved. I think the biggest problem with Liney is that he costs like $9 million in cap space, and he's got two more years after this. You factor that on top of the fact that he hasn't played a full healthy season in several years, uh, even like 70 games, he hasn't reached that mark. It just doesn't really seem like a particularly great gamble. And look, I love Line A uh, for a lot of sentimental reasons. It'd be sick to see him as a Jet again, but like that it literally is just fantasy. It's fun talk. It's it's nice to dream, but it's not happening. And I think you know any serious discussion of Line A is going to end very quickly when people see you know his contract situation and and quite frankly, just sort of where he's at in his career. Um, he's still a really great scorer. He, he you know he probably wouldn't have too much trouble hitting 40 goals for the Jets. I think this would be a really good supportive environment for him. And I suspect that, uh, you know, he'd probably get along with the room better this time around. But like I said, Bridges burned. He's kind of at a different point in his career. And I think the Jets can certainly, you know, kind of call it quits on that relationship. That said, you know, there, there's a question of who the Jets could potentially acquire that might be worth uh, taking a look at, right? Um, and the, the, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Blue Jackets have a lot of interesting assets, but there's a couple of guys that maybe the Jets could potentially take a look at. Adam Bachvist as like a two-way puck-moving defender might be of interest. Uh, the past season has been a little bit of a rough patch for him. Kind of goes for the whole Blue Jackets defense in general. It's it's not been great this year, uh, but I don't know if that's really you know the, the fault of the the team itself or who really should be um, having the fingers pointed. I feel like Bachvist's talent and his previous results for me kind of point to a guy who I would be willing to take a flyer on. And also, he's relatively cheap. Now the question is, would the Blue Jackets move him? And I, I don't know, right? He's an RFA in twenty five. Um, he's at a really value priced contract. I could see him not being super cheap, but by the same token, I mean, the Blue Jackets are also kind of needing assets and futures. You know, a 23-year-old defender who has perhaps had a bit of an uneven career with the Blue Jackets, maybe they're not as attached to him as they should be. Jake Bean's another kind of one of those guys where I don't know if they're really going to be uh, wanting to keep him long-term. He spent a couple of years in Columbus, hasn't really had a huge impact with this team. I still think that there's some like legitimate puck-moving talent there and some offensive ability, but I don't know, again, how much either he would cost or how much he'd really bring to the Jets. So in terms of like assets that you could really acquire this is a team that just doesn't have a ton for winnipeg to really pick from but if you're looking for like a, a maybe like a solid third pairing blue liner who can be aggressive and and help jump into the rush move the puck offer some transition ability bean and bachvist might be of interest uh, again 
I don't know how much they're going to be able to bring in their current state, but maybe, maybe there's kind of a surprise. Maybe one of these two guys uh, really steps up and, and slides in nicely for the Jets. Would they be expensive? Perhaps, you know, 25, 23, that's a pretty young age for a blue liner these days. And uh, you know how the, the, the RFA status can be. Sometimes that is tough because obviously teams like having that, you know, that, that control. So I don't know. All I can say is I can tell you line A is not coming back that much. I think we can, we can all say for certain. And, you know, as, as nice as it, as it is to dream about what it would be like to see line A with this current iteration of the Jets, what's done is done, right? So enjoy it for the jokes, have a laugh about it, and promptly delete it from your memory because it's not happening. Now, in between, of course, you know, the Jets still have some business of their own to take care of. And obviously, a big Florida trip is coming up. That's going to be a tough one. I think, you know, after some early stumbles, we've seen both the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers kind of rally. We'll talk about how the Jets are going to have to approach this and how many points they might end uh, the week with in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Mark Shifley could score 50 goals. The Winnipeg Jets could even hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. For those of you who are big stats nerds and follow sports obsessively, this is where you can win big. If you want to win 100 times your cash, what you've got to do is find eight different stat categories and beat uh, sleepers' projections either higher or lower for things like goals, assists, saves, plus or minus, and so much more in a given game. That means tracking players like McDavid, Shifley, Patrick Laine, McKinnon, all the stars of the game. If you're an expert in what they do and how they play, this is your chance to win up to $100 or 100, 100 times your cash with Sleeper. And again, you just have to get eight player stats categories correct. If you're ready to start paying attention, you can win big and be sure to nail your picks. Use promo code LOCKED on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKED on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Elephants, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for joining us as we uh, talk about an upcoming difficult road trip for the Jets. Um, Wednesday, obviously, they're going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, followed by the Florida Panthers and our old friend Paul Maurice on Friday. Now, sandwiching this whole like Thanksgiving, uh, American Thanksgiving Day celebration, you know, having both Florida teams on the same swing is kind of brutal. Uh, Tampa Bay, I know, has had a bit of a, should, shall I say, uneven season so far. Uh, they're fourth in the Atlantic. They've recently had a better turn in form, but I think a lot of people have kind of looked at this team and realized that age has sort of caught up to them. Uh, they're still very offensively gifted, but they've been conceding a lot more than usual. I don't know whether it's a product of the defense or Vasilevsky or some other combination, but long and short of it is Tampa Bay is not what it used to be. 
That said, what it still is, is a dangerous, very feisty opponent that I think the Jets would be very silly to overlook. Uh, I know the Jets have occasionally beaten Tampa Bay, sometimes really convincingly over the past couple of seasons. That said, you know, a tough road game at Amelie Arena, not really one that I would expect the Jets to come away with, you know, both points in. It'd be nice, and I think it's very possible, and the Jets have certainly played well enough at times to uh, to, to take both points. But like I said, you know, this Tampa team, especially on home ice, is pretty strong. They're 6-2-2. Two, and two. Uh, their, their road record tends to be where you see some more issues. But at home, Tampa Bay is very tough to beat, and I think that's going to be the case for Winnipeg. So uh, that game, I, I mean, I, I could definitely see at least a point coming out of it. I think the Jets are going to have to be very disciplined, especially when um, you factor in that Kucherov and Point and the rest are still super great at power play scoring. That's something the Jets have, you know, not exactly had a great record with this year is, is killing off penalties. So let's hope the Jets can avoid that because uh, getting in getting into penalty trouble would certainly be a problem. And then, of course, on Friday, they're going to take on the Florida Panthers. And after a really bad start, the Panthers have rebounded pretty significantly. Um, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10, which is not that dissimilar from what the Jets have been doing recently. And you know, the combination of goaltending, goal scoring, and, you know, a stronger performance from their defense is going to give the Jets a real tough time. I think Florida, uh, you know, despite having injuries to guys like Ekblad, still a great team, still a lot of depth. Obviously, guys like Reinhardt, Barkov, Duclair, all those players, uh, you know, th- th- this is this is a, a tough team. Um, and, uh, I mean, the Panthers... I know that we like to make fun of Paul Maurice, uh, or at least his tenure with the Jets, but I'll tell you what, uh, this this Panthers team has really rebounded. And, you know, guys like, you know, Barkov and, and, and company are really underrated. I feel like this team um, with Lundell now is even deeper down the middle. There's just a lot of skill, and I feel like Florida is a tough, tough out. So, I'm not really looking forward to this one. I I think it's going to be a hard, hard matchup for the Jets. I do hope that at some point, you know, Winnipeg can come out with both points. But like I said, I think Winnipeg has a really tough time uh, with this Florida swing. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets only come out with one point, which after the recent run of form would be not the worst outcome. I mean, obviously, the Jets have uh, earned a lot of points recently. So, you know. If they slip and fall on this road trip, it is what it is. You're going to have to lose some games somewhere. It'd just be nice if Winnipeg could at least split the split the trip, right? Two points out of either of these games or one in each. I don't even care. I would take that. Uh, going up against Tuchuk again and this Panthers team, you know, after having gone through Kucherov and company uh, in, in Tampa Bay, it's tough. So let's hope for a big victory. Let's hope for a couple of wins. But obviously, we're going to have to wait at least another day before we can watch the Jets go through their Florida swing. Let me know what you think this road trip is going to look like for the Jets. Drop your comments and predictions below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for more potential trade speculation and some more preview coverage ahead of Winnipeg's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But like I said, that's all the time that we have for tonight. Have a great night, and as always, go Jets, go.